are you sure you can blame it on social media? Lexington is good for business. Spending money makes you money. Bitcoin down more than 30% this week. Redesigned. You've got to put in the effort every single day. Running a business isn't for everyone. They need role models and not just movie stars and athletes. We are the digital influencers. They're creating content. There's no denying the power of digital media, but it also poses a real challenge. Five, four, three, two, one. How would you like to go from London to New York in just under half an hour? That is crazy. A rocket, a rocket, you know. I'm not sure if I would get inside a rocket, you know. I'd have to see, <laughs> I'd have to see a lot of people going and coming successfully. Uh-uh, not me. Does look a little bit sick though. Gonna talk about that in a minute. Um, got some other news for you but before that welcome to another episode of the redesign podcast this is episode 19 and in case this is the first time you're listening to this podcast my name is andrew aka mr cakebox uh this week this podcast is sponsored by cakebox creative and uh, here's a quick word want to make your brand irresistible to your customers Cakebox Creative provide graphic design services at startup friendly prices. Set your brand apart from the competition with a professionally designed logo, website or brand identity and start getting the recognition you deserve. Go to www.cakeboxcreative.co.uk to learn more. All right, so I'm taking bookings for May and June, fully booked up until April. And um, I'm going on a little holiday as well. But also, I'm going to be planning something very special. Remember I said I was going to do some events or try and do some events in Q2. Right now, currently lining that up and um, putting some ideas together. So that should be exciting. Yeah, like I was saying, welcome to another episode. We are at episode 19. Thanks to everyone that's been sharing, commenting, using the hashtag, leaving reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts, five-star reviews, all five-star reviews. Thank you very much. You lot are too kind. Sometimes I think, you know what, should I bother doing this podcast? But I guess that's just my own uh, insecurity and also not believing in my own source. But we move. I really appreciate you all you guys' support and yeah it's all good it's all good it's all good so what are we talking about this week spacex elon musk has created this vision of zipping about across the world in a spaceship not a spaceship sorry a rocket which is capable of doing up to eighteen thousand miles per hour how sick is that and they're looking to have this up and running yeah their first man flight in 2023 that's only around the corner you know that is only around the corner i sometimes i just think to myself what kind of world are we going to be living in in five years time because to be honest with you like if you had told me 10 15 years ago that we'd be all walking around with our phones in our faces and then that phone would literally replace your laptop uh the phone would have faster internet than 
you previously had in your house your home is far like 4g is faster than some people's home connections not to mention we're going to be heading towards 5g um anytime from now like so like by the end of 2019 2020 you're going to be hearing a lot more about 5g and it's i mean it sounds amazing but it's very very controversial um i'm not sure i'm going to jump on 5g that quickly there are some concerns about like health and safety when it comes to the technology that they're using with 5g but yeah back to the whole space travel thing would you jump in a rocket to save time on travel it's going to be hella expensive though. i don't even know why we're even getting all gassed because it's not going to be cheap just looking at the details here london to new york in 29 minutes london to dubai in 29 minutes london to hong kong in 34 minutes london to sydney in 51 51 minutes london to sydney is like a 24-hour flight wow man um new york to la in 25 minutes why is it taking so long if if new york to london is 29 minutes why is new york to la mind you yeah kind of yeah if you look at the geography it's actually it actually makes yeah it actually makes sense yeah uh, and new york to shanghai in 39 minutes hmm so it's by a company called spacex as i mentioned before um they're building a rocket that will fire tourists from london to new york in under half an hour it holds 100 passengers top speed of eighteen thousand miles an hour how do you not get sick flying in that i, I, I don't understand how this is going to work Anyway, they're still testing it anyway. And apparently it's capable of actually flying to the moon and Mars as well. Sick. That is crazy. So space tourism is around the corner, guys. That's some scary shit. I'm, you first, innit? I'm not doing that. Um, analysts reckon that the space tourism industry worth around £300 million today will be worth over £600 billion by 2030. So that's just like 11 years from now. Well, anything is possible. Anything is possible. That that just sounds crazy. Uh moving on, what else what else has happened? So Instagram have announced that they're testing a new feature called Checkout, which is going to allow people to purchase stuff directly from within the app. Um, and in their report or their article, Instagram said that the feature is currently in closed beta. Uh, for businesses and it's going to be available to like the ordinary consumer at some point uh, but they haven't actually confirmed when it's going to be rolled out to the rest of the world i think that's a good look that's definitely a good look it's going to change the game for sure when it comes to um instagram um yeah that's a good opportunity for like those who want to get into e-commerce and they they don't want to necessarily you know go through all the pain and suffering of hiring a web designer or doing an e-commerce site or doing a shopify website and that's crazy five ten years ago that would have been impossible that's amazing so that, there's a lot of opportunity for young people to come into that game as well because they're going to be this is going to be just normal to them yeah facebook are very clever because obviously facebook own instagram and obviously they're going to be taking a cut so they're going to be operating as a payment processor just like um, Stripe or Authorized Net, um, they're going to be acting as a payment processor. So every time you sell a product on Instagram, they will get a cut of that transaction. It'd be interesting to see how much, what percentage they will be taking off the um, transactions. 
So I don't know if you're into like gaming, um, but Google have created a new gaming platform called Stadia. And um, I think this is kind of like long overdue. You know, like how, for example, you had the PlayStation, then you had the PlayStation 2, the PlayStation 3, the PlayStation 4, the Xbox, the Xbox 360, the Nintendo Wii, the Wii, like, it's a bit long, like, keeping up with all these consoles. And remember how, like, back in the day, we'd literally collect stuff, like, we'd collect CDs, we'd collect records, DVDs, and collect videotapes. And at some point, each and every one of those just became obsolete. We're now in a world where you don't need records, you don't need CDs, you don't need tapes, you don't need any of that stuff. Everything is all stored in the cloud. But the one thing that people still buy is consoles. It's like people don't even really buy DVD players anymore. I've not seen a DVD player in the shop like for years. Not even Blu-ray players. Don't even really see those about. Um, so everything is like just hooked up to the internet. So with a lot of the uh, the new games consoles anyway, you can actually download games from their, they've all got their online gaming um, online stores. So why wouldn't it be possible to have like a completely cloud-based online gaming system where you didn't need to even buy a console, you just get the pad and it's all hooked up to the internet. So I think this is a game changer that Google have created here with Stadia. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about it. I think it's really interesting, but yeah, let's quickly cut to some uh, some info about that. Our vision for Stadia is simple. One place for all the ways we play. It's focused on gamers, inspired by developers, and amplified by YouTube creators. Games are now the single biggest form of entertainment on the planet, one that connects a vast community across geographies, cultures, and language. And within that passionate community, there is a universe of people who love playing games, and there's a universe of people who love watching games. Hundreds of millions of people watch gaming content every single day on YouTube. But those two worlds are mostly disconnected, fragmented, and often independent of each other. Our vision is to bring those worlds closer together, to connect game developers with players and YouTube creators in a way that only Google can. Now, let me show you how we have brought this vision to life. Imagine you are watching games on YouTube and you discover the latest Assassin's Creed Odyssey trailer on Ubisoft's official channel on YouTube. You will notice the Play Now button. By simply clicking on that button, the player is brought directly into the game in a browser in as quick as five seconds. With no download, With no download, no patch, no update, and no install. Stadia offers instant access to play. To be honest with you, what we've learned from Apple, what we've learned from uh, Microsoft, uh, what we've learned from Sony, is anybody's game. It's all about the execution. All it takes is one crazy idea of a game for people to just, like, for mass adoption to happen. So it'd be really interesting to see what happens because if you look at like even with the iPhone, people laughed when Apple said they were coming into the mobile phone market. When Nokia and uh, Sony Ericsson were dominating, people thought, ah, Apple are going to come into the the smartphone market. That's banter. Like, how's that going to work? And 
Apple has come and killed both Nokia's dance, um, Blackberry, Ericsson, like, so you just never know. So this week, I want to talk about content marketing and why it's important. Now, as you're seeing, there's so many new podcasts, loads of people starting YouTube channels, and you're seeing even more streaming services coming up. And that just means that there's more opportunity. There's so many different voices that are going to fill the media landscape that you would never have ever come across before in traditional media, which is amazing. Which leads me to content marketing. Now, if you listen to this podcast, you're probably either an entrepreneur, you're probably someone who may have a nine to five, but you want to start a side hustle. Or you might just be someone with a curious mind who might be into technology, new media and all of that stuff. You might be interested in working in those industries. And one of the most important things you're going to have to do is either building your personal brand or building the brand for your business or your side hustle. And one of the ways that you're going to do that effectively is through content marketing. So let's start by defining what content marketing actually is. Um, Content marketing is basically the practice of creating, publishing and sharing any type of content. So whether that's video, audio or text based content or it could even be social media content with the end goal of building the reputation and visibility of your brand. So the key thing here is visibility. So the best way to think about content marketing from like you have to from like a community building standpoint and building relationships with people, it's all about creating awareness of your brand. And that's a that's always a good place to start when you're building your side hustle or uh, you're building your brand or your personal brand or whichever. Advertising just isn't as effective as it used to be. A lot of people are actually fed up by how intrusive advertising has been in the past. Um, back in the day, you would get bombarded with, you know, TV adverts every three, four minutes when you're watching a show. Um, I don't know if you notice on YouTube as well, like you could be watching a YouTube video and there might be like six adverts in one video. And it started to get, it started to get jarring. A lot of people are like being turned off by all the adverts and not not only that it's even in your web browser you'll be on a website or a blog pop-ups everywhere that's why so many people are getting ad blockers on their phones and stuff like that and um, even like cookie blockers as well because I'm sure you've probably noticed if you google something or if you even just look at something on Instagram maybe it might be a it might be a pair of shoes it might be i don't know maybe a holiday somewhere you might have just looked one once or twice and all of a sudden you're being followed around the internet on every device and being shown adverts it's like you can't get away from it but this is kind of like what's kind of influenced the behavior of potential customers they don't really want to see adverts they're absolutely fed up and the crazy thing is that when it comes to converting someone from a potential buyer to an actual paying customer it takes on average seven exposures to that product or service so they have to see your brand or your creative an average of seven times before they decide all right you know what i'm going to make the phone call i'm going to make the purchase i'm going to take this further so because people are increasingly frustrated with advertising and they're not really as receptive to it as they once were it's becoming a lot harder to get the attention of your target audience but the way around that 
what's really popping at the moment is content. So we're talking about podcasts, we're talking about blogs, we're talking about vlogs, other forms of online video. It's all about storytelling, really, and providing value. So when it comes to promoting your brand, I know personally how overwhelming it is trying to figure out where and how to do it. Because as you probably know, I've tried vlogs, I've tried blogs. I have, I still, I still do these things. I mean, I have the website, the vlog, um, the podcast, and this is not even my first podcast. This is my second podcast. This is not the first time I'm doing a podcast. Um, so it can be overwhelming to know which one to do. But the great thing is that content marketing allows you to build an audience. That's the main thing. It allows you to build an audience around your content and you can then market your products and services to that audience because you've kind of earned it, you know? It's all about them knowing, liking and trusting you. You've probably heard that before many times, like on, you know, that's a standard idea when it comes to marketing and and sales. People buy from those that they know, like and trust. And it's also a very good way of reaching people who have absolutely no idea who you are by appearing in search engine results when they search for a particular solution to a problem that they're having or if they find you in the explore page or if you get retweeted onto somebody else's timeline. You know, by being there with your content, you stand a much higher chance of being discovered because I tell you what, it is so difficult to come up on page one of the search results in Google. Not many people can do that. And if you can do that, it's either you haven't got very much competition in whatever it is that you're you're selling or providing or you've been doing it for years. It takes a very long time um, and you have to be very strategic to get onto page one of Google. Um, that's something I've managed to do myself. We'll definitely do a podcast about that separately on some other day. Um, but for now, we're talking about content marketing. There's three things that I always say content should do. It should either inspire, educate or entertain. One of those three things. And that's it. By doing one of those three things, or, or if you're lucky, you could do all three. You could do all three of them. If you happen to be funny, if you happen to be entertaining, you can educate, inspire and entertain all at once. If you're talented, if, you, if you've got the juice like that. Yeah. If you're a triple threat, you could do that. So you create this content. The aim is to win their trust. The aim is to make them like you, if that makes sense. And the end goal is to get them to take a profitable action. So that could be anything. You would have to decide what that is to you. So that profitable action might be to sign up to your email newsletter. It might be to trial your product. It might be to buy tickets to your event or your live show. It might be to actually buy something off of your website or off your Instagram page. Like I said earlier, Instagram are now rolling out the e-commerce features very, very soon. And that's something that you can, you know, proper take advantage of. As I mentioned before, when you create content, it helps you, it helps your visibility in search engines and on social media. And one key thing is that it helps you build authority and notoriety in your industry. So you, if you want to be known for something, you've got to create consistent content. And then over a period of time, if your content is quality, then you can establish an audience, which is something that you're going to need every single time you want to launch a product or service. I mean, a lot of where I find a lot of people go wrong is that they start a business, they put up a website and they just think people will come. They think people will just come and buy their stuff. They tell all their friends, all their family. But the thing is, you got to remember, your family and friends are not your target audience. 
that's never going to be enough to sustain a business so you really got to get cracking you got to be really honest with yourself it's either you're going to build an audience you're going to build an organic audience that know like and trust you or you're going to pay for adverts and as i mentioned before people are growing increasingly frustrated with adverts you know when i go on google this is just a personal habit of mine i don't know about you let me know what you think when i go on google and i search for something i tend not to i really tend not to click on the the search results that are adverts and my reasoning for that is because they've paid to be there I don't know for me it's like you pay to be there that doesn't necessarily mean that you are the most recommended um you're the most sought after you're the most experienced i tend to not click on the sponsored search results for that for that reason alone i don't know what what about you how, how do you feel about search results on google and clicking on the adverts rather than the organic search results i don't know for me it's like i just like to pick the like the top five of whatever's on google on page one but that's just me personally so that content is going to actually put you in a better position it's going to allow you to build an audience of people who actually care about what you're doing when you've got your content out there it's you're distributing it to the right people you're finding your tribe um people are vibing with what you with what you're creating and interacting interaction is the is the most important thing engagement and interaction is one of the most important things that you can have when you're building an audience um so it's not necessarily the audience size it's about how engaged your audience is so if you've got 10,000 followers and you don't really have that much interaction um it's very unlikely for that to translate into any type of business success however you might have a small number of people following you and a high a high level of engagement so when you sell when you say that you're selling tickets to something or you're you're selling merchandise they're on it straight away you know so that's what you want to aim for so once you have a good pipeline of content one of the benefits is that you'll you'll notice an increase in inquiries leads sales because there's something about like let's say for example you've got a podcast or a youtube a youtube channel there's that celebrity effect. It's almost like being on TV and radio. People want to work with people that have, I don't know, a little name or a little buzz. No matter how small it is, it always helps. You'll be very surprised. So um, yeah, you want to get cracking on those ideas for content and getting out there. So I've talked about what kinds of, what kind of counts as content marketing. I've mentioned podcasts. I've mentioned um, videos i've mentioned blogs there's also there's also more to it than that um it could even be instagram stories if you're really good on instagram stories and you know how to create content that remember the three things the inspire educate entertain if you can do if you can create content that does those three things you're onto a winner so guys it's not about selling it's about being entertaining it's about being informative and those things are subjective to your audience you need to find where your audience is your audience might not even be on instagram it's likely that they are but they might not even be on instagram so you've got to think about how old is your audience where do they hang out online what are their online habits and then try and go from there let's look at where most people go wrong where a lot of people go wrong is that the the content doesn't actually fulfill any of their marketing objectives they're just creating content for the sake of creating content 
and there's no call to action. Here's a tricky thing. You can make all the content that you want, but if you don't ask for what you want, you won't get it. So if you notice at the end of my podcast, I always ask for a review. I always ask the listeners to subscribe. Um, Those are what you call call to actions. You know, Uh, click the link below this description after this video. Like you literally have to tell people what to do. That is so crucial. It sounds like, you know, it's minor, but that is the difference between, you know, you can get all the likes on Instagram or Twitter, whichever, as much as you like. Likes don't pay the bills. You literally have to get people to take action. And if you don't ask, most people just forget. Unless your content is that mind blowing. But even then, they might just be like, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Now what? You, you have to tell people what to do. Um, another way people go wrong. They treat it like it's advertising. It's not advertising. You creating content is not it's not necessarily um, a method of you talking about your product or service all day. No, it's all about telling a story. It's all about giving solutions to problems that your ideal target audience may face. So it's not advertising. It's not advertising whatsoever. It's about providing value, as I mentioned before. Um, another thing that a lot of people go wrong with is they want instant gratification. They lack patience and they're not consistent. Personally, I've been all of those things. I've, there's been times where with previous content, I haven't really been consistent. Um, I haven't been patient, um, but it's all a learning process. You have to, it's trial and error. You have to try things with your audience to actually get to know what they actually care about and what they don't. So that might involve uh, doing a, a young survey survey monkey poll or doing polls on twitter or instagram talk to your audience find out what they care about and what they don't care about and then go and create what they care about and then once you do that you can always scale it up with you know paid advertising um to show your content to more people that are similar to your your already um organic audience but that's for another that's for another day um paid advertising is very very effective if you know how to do it properly um especially with facebook and instagram ads twitter ads is twitter ads are very very powerful as well you can literally target people down to who they follow which is crazy so for example if i wanted to you know put my podcast in front of people who listen to gary v all i would do is do an advert on twitter and say show it to people who are followers of gary v it's that simple and then you just tailor it down to your budget what country you want them to be in their age, um, even down to their city, you can you can really tailor stuff like that. But again, that is something I will probably talk about in another podcast. So how do you how do you get started with content marketing? So the first thing you got to do is make a commitment. You have to make a commitment to creating content, whether you feel like it or not. That's pretty much it. Because sometimes you'll spend time on content you might think is your best content, and it doesn't really get the reaction you're expecting. And then you decide that, you know, you might feel you might feel discouraged and you might not create any more content or you might just kind of drag your feet. It's a long term process. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You have to be able to plan and have a framework of what kind of content you're going to create, what topics you're going to be talking about. What is it about your audience? What is it that they struggle with? What is it that they care about? What excites them? And you've got to bring it to them in a creative way. Um, one of the things I recommend is to look at people in who are already in your industry doing well. Look at what they're doing. 
look at the sorts of comments that people are leaving under their posts or how they're reacting or how they're engaging with that content and take notes. Don't copy, but just take notes and see how you can do things in your own way. Then you need to decide what you're good at, what's going to be easiest for you to learn, what's going to be easiest for you to execute because you've got to play on your strengths. Um, are you good at writing? If that's not you, maybe you might be good on a podcast. If that's not you, maybe you might be good on video. Maybe you're good at all three. But I always suggest to get comfortable with just one first. I don't really recommend trying to do everything all at once. Get comfortable with just one method first and then go from there. These days, um, it's quite easy to start a YouTube channel without any fancy equipment. It's quite easy to start a podcast without knowing too much. Um, obviously, if you want if you want to have higher production value, then yes, it will be more of a learning curve and you've got to kind of invest in the equipment. Um, or even it's easier to actually just go to a studio like Brent's. Shout out to Brent and just like go in there, record it and they'll give you the files. So as I mentioned before, it's up to you. One thing I will always say is that as a business owner, as a content creator, as someone with a side hustle, you're going to either part with your time or you're going to part with your money. There's no escaping. So cameras, you don't really need to buy a camera when you first start. I mean, you can get away with you can get away with your your phone. These days, phone cameras are pretty good anyway. Um, but then again, at the same time, production value is crazy out there. The competition is fierce. So if you really want to make an impact, you might have to either hire someone who's good at video or learn how to do it. Again, time or money, pick your poison. Are you going to sit down and watch YouTube videos about lenses? Are you going to go to workshops about how to use different lenses, what different lenses do, how to get the exposure correct, how to film with good audio? That's another, there's so many different things to learn when it comes to creating content. So it's either you're going to learn it or you're going to pay someone to do it. You've got to pick your poison. You know, there's no escaping it. Like I said, you've got to make a commitment to creating that content. And sometimes that commitment means, you know, spending money that you might not necessarily have on, you know, production, hosting, all of that stuff like SoundCloud. To host a podcast on SoundCloud costs like £10 a month. There are other services out there, but, um, you know, it costs money to, to actually create content. It actually costs money and it costs time. So it's the same with what you, when you invest in advertising. If you invest in advertising, it's going to cost you money up front. You might not see the return straight away. As I mentioned before, like it takes seven exposures on average for a customer to actually become engaged enough to make a purchasing decision. Seven exposures on average. And that's proven. If you read any advertising literature, they will tell you that. Um, and nowadays, you know, people have much shorter attention spans. So it's increasingly, it's actually harder to get people's attention. Two more tips. If you want to know what your audience are really interested in, look at your product or service and think of the most frequently asked questions your customers would have. And then type that into Google and then look at related questions. And then when you look at those related questions, those give ideas on topic titles and all of that kind of stuff um, you can also do like keyword research to see how many people are searching online for a specific question you can also use websites like Quora it's a question website so lots of people um, ask questions on every imaginable topic and then you can then use those as titles to form your own content 
I'll probably do a workshop on it at some point. But there's so many methods of finding out like what kind of content to actually do. And as long as you're consistent with it and there's enough interest in in what you're doing, then you know you'll do well with it. Otherwise, like I mentioned before, your other alternative is to like master paid traffic. But that costs money, it's trial and error. Um, but to be honest with you, when you're running a business or a side hustle, you're gonna have a you're gonna part with one of two things. You're either gonna part with time or you're gonna part with money. Or you're gonna part with both. But there's no escaping either of those two. So yeah, that's it for now. Um yeah, content content is the game. Podcasts, even like ebooks and stuff like that. If you can write an ebook that solves a, a particular problem for your target audience and give it away for free, that can actually help you build your audience, build a following. And then once you've got like a loyal following, you've got a fan base, you've got advocates, those people will actually tell other people about you. So it's like, it's just a positive chain reaction. Once you're giving content for free, that's actually valuable, that actually teaches people stuff, that actually inspires people, that actually makes them laugh or they, they learn something, then you're giving people a reason to actually listen to you when it comes to you selling whatever it is that you're selling. When you ask for the money, you've given them a reason to actually listen to you rather than if they don't know you from Adam and then they see your ad, why would they click on it? You haven't really made an impact on on them yet. You haven't got the trust. You haven't got the likability factor. Remember I said to you those three things, know, like, and trust. People buy from people they know, like, and trust. So yeah, that's it. Um, I want you to get used to the idea of being in creation mode 24-7. As a business owner, as a creative you are a publisher. That's what you are now. Like in the 21st century, you've got to start thinking not only as a business owner, but you've got to start thinking like a publisher. That's where we're at in the 21st century. So it's all about creating your own media and creating your own audiences. And by doing that, you're going to be in a much better position to get your message out there, to actually ask for the sales, to build your authority and be someone who's worth working with. Let me know what your thoughts are on this. Use the hashtag RedesignPod if you want to get involved in the conversation. That is it for this week. If you enjoyed it, here comes the call to action. As I mentioned before, always have a call to action. If you enjoyed it, leave us a review, preferably five stars, because I like five star reviews. I'm not going to lie. Also, stay tuned for next week. Next week, I'm going to have some information. Um... I don't know if I'll even have information. I want to ask you guys about what you guys want to see potentially in an event or a meetup or a workshop. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens because I'm going to meet with them on Monday and then the, the podcast gets recorded on Wednesday or Thursday. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to get some more guests up in here as well. I've had to put that on hold. So hopefully in the next month or so, should have a couple of guests as well. So yeah, as I was saying, see, I interrupted my own call to action. It's so silly. Um, yeah, if you've liked the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, tell a friend, share, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. We'll be back next Monday with a new episode. Take care and bye for now.